Uh, hi, I'm Colleen Smith. I'm Mary Jasmine. No, no relation. relation. Uh, <laughs> welcome to my first time podcast, or my first time. Yeah. It is a podcast. You have latecomers. Oh, welcome. Um, t- uh, every uh, month, uh, we talk about uh, different things that are firsts. The first one we ever did was the first time I lost my virginity or the first time but I had sex. But you can only do one, yeah. so the first time I had sex. Yep. Uh, and we've done the first time I believed in God, didn't believe in God, yep. which will be uh, premiering uh, September 1st. September the 1st. The one we just premiered last month was uh, the, the first, first time, time I adopted, adopted a pet. pet. And we yep. speak in unison the entire time. No relation. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, tonight's theme is the first time I did the grossest <laughs> thing. Yeah, so we prepare for some grossities. Yeah, it's going to be real gross, yeah. everybody. I mean, we're not exaggerating. It's going to be disgusting. And this is very conversational, and um, you know, you'll just see how it goes. But um, these are honest, true, true tales from true our tales. gross, gross past. <laughs> um, we're recording this so that it can be in the podcast. So hopefully, everything will work. And up in the booth, we just want to thank uh, Ian Smith, uh, who is our no relation to me. My brother, yep. uh, technical guy, uh, and the person whose loud laugh is delightful is Tanya McClure, who's one of our producers on this. And yeah. if you go to the website, uh, the beautiful photographs on there are hers. Yeah. All right, so let's welcome out our guests. Yes. We have Craig Cox, Nick job 
Um, I was, at the time, the number one Los Angeles Times telephone salesperson in Ventura County. I have a plaque that I wanted to bring, um, not only to prove that fact, but also to show you that I was 100 pounds heavier at the time, which is relevant to this story, and we'll, you'll understand why when we get to that part. Okay, so I've already used up most of my time, so let me get to the story. I had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> and I had had to go to the bathroom for a very long time. And I was living in a trailer with a lot of people, and I was not willing to go to the bathroom, and I couldn't go to the bathroom at work, and this sort of like compounded, no pun intended, to the point where I couldn't go to the bathroom. <laughs> I really couldn't go to the bathroom. I think you know where this is going, stay with me. <laughs> I had to go to the bathroom really bad. Like it had been probably two weeks. <gasps> two weeks? <laughs> That's all right. drug addict, anything is possible, and um, you don't really notice things like that when you like, you know, things stuff up your nose and needles in your arm, but I hadn't gone to the bathroom in, in, in two weeks. I peed, but I had not gone number two, so I can't even say it. <laughs> <laughs> I had not pooped. <laughs> it's okay. It's like therapy. Please yeah, we're, we're going to get through so, this. I you can't. can do okay. this. I'm so uncomfortable. Okay, it's like I have to go to the bathroom. Chain link fence. 
So I start. I start at the chain link fence. I'm wearing leggings, similar to what I'm wearing now, um, but I didn't look as good. Um, and I start at the chain link fence, and I, and I get over one chain link fence. It's torture, you guys. It's so torture. Like, I can't, I can't. Oh, God, please, please, just wait. You know, like, just, you're just holding it, holding, holding everything together. Like, I wasn't even breathing. It was, it was awful. And, um, and I was filled with shame. Like, I was so ashamed of what I was doing. I knew what I was doing. This was horrible. I'm breaking into a place to poop. Um, got over the first fence. Oh God, get over the second fence. And then it's like that long crawl to the to the bathrooms. Like there, I picked the worst point of entry that I could possibly like strategically. I had to then now cross the entire miniature putt putt place. And it was like like going through the Sahara, needing water. Like it's just right out of reach, and I can't move any faster. I really can't move any faster. And then I finally get there, and it's locked. Oh. Uh. <laughs> yeah, and I try, like, there's no, I can't get in, there's no way to get in, it's like a cinder block square in the middle of this park with, like, cheery, you know, creatures painted on it, and it's just like this macabre, like, LSD trip where I'm like, <laughs> you can't get in! <laughs> and now I'm like, I, I don't know what to do, and then I thought, oh, the windmill. <laughs> you, know, you, know, the wind, you know the windmill, yeah. you put your putt putt the miniature golf into the, and it's a little like silo, I'm thinking, oh, I'm just going to get into the windmill, okay. I'm going to go to the windmill, I'm going to break into the windmill, like, nobody will ever know, this will be like my little Wait, you mean like the windmill, like they have those like Yeah, the houses, actual like, house, yeah, like, yeah. Windmill, you're going to break into the windmill like, house, yeah. windmill, shit, as long as you can dodge the blades, you know, like if you get to a hole in one, yeah, we're getting there, okay, I can't break into the windmill. I can't break into the like you can't, there's no inn. It's just a structure and there's no inn, there's no there's door, no it's door. not designed, yeah, there's yeah. nobody living in the windmill. Right. And, uh, and I'm running out of time. I'm, I'm, I'm cold sweating it, I'm running out of time. I can feel it, like my butt's going, ah! Like I'm, I'm in labor now, it's happening right now. So, in front of the windmill, I pull down my pants. And I squatted down, and the next 60 seconds were <laughs> equal parts like abject horror and shame and sweet, sweet relief. <laughs> it was like, oh God. it was like the mashed potato mountain in Close Encounters. Oh just like this huge, At the dinner table. it was just, yeah, like oh. Richard Dreyfuss just reached inside my ass and just went. <laughs> You were Devil's Mountain? Oh yeah, it was Devil's Mountain. I was totally yeah, Devil's Mountain. Just shit. Oh, it's the only time in my life I've ever taken a shit. Because everything else is just a dainty poop. Right. That night, that night, two o'clock in the morning, and golf and stuff, I golf and stuff in Oxnard. I pooped on the the little the hole. <laughs> and I was you? like, okay, I now I gotta get out of here. What did you wipe with? I didn't have it. I didn't think this yeah, through, yeah. Roxanne. I didn't think it through. I thought That's a great question. that I was going to get into the bathroom. Oh, so I didn't come prepared. I didn't bring toilet yeah. paper with me. I was like, whatever. That's a really good point. I wish I had you with me at the time. <laughs> so uh, now I'm like, I'm humiliated, but I'm so relieved. Like, I finally went to the bathroom and I go to pull my pants up and I realize <laughs> oh, no. that half of the mountain <laughs> is oh. my pants. Oh! In your leggings. In your leggings. <laughs> Please say you were wearing a long tunic.
tank top. I was I was wearing it like a t-shirt or something, and I was not wearing underwear. Oh. So I took off my shoes and I took off my pants. Eck off and stuff. <laughs> Two in the morning, and I shook them out. And then I washed them in that golf ball. <laughs> slept together yet but it seemed like tonight was the night and um, like I, I got out the condom and she's like listen before we do this I need to ask you something I'm like yeah what and um, she's like when was the last time you got tested for STDs and I'm like not recently and I just knew that okay we're not gonna do this until I do this test and which, which I totally grudgingly respected her for um, like I didn't want to do it. Like, nobody wants to go get an STD test because it's it's nerve-wracking. Like even if you think you're probably fine, like, you could still think of a couple of incidents that were questionable that maybe now you have to take responsibility for. And um, in addition to that, I just I really didn't want to do the blood test part of it because I don't handle blood well. And uh, Colleen can attest to this that any time I see a movie with a particularly violent scene or even if I read a book that has a scene with a lot of blood in it, I will just pass out. Vasovagal <laughs> response. Vasovagal yeah, yeah, response, yeah. exactly. I'm like a Victorian socialite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and so, like, you've seen it happen a couple of times. The, the most ridiculous, 
with, that you witnessed was in 2009 when we were both in New York and we met up for a drink and you're like, hey, I just saw this movie, uh, The Human Centipede. Yeah. And I'm like, what's that about? And I, I didn't even see the movie. You just told me what it was about. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> and so I was really nervous about having to do that, but you know, I, I didn't have a choice if I wanted to sleep with this girl, which I did. So, and then plus it was the right thing to do for myself. So um, I go to this clinic, which was in this, uh, you know, like on the fourth floor of this office building in West Hollywood. It was a really nice building, but the, the nurse who helped me was just the worst, like the last person I needed at that moment. She was like a really disgruntled DMV employee. like. Just, kind of dead-eyed, early 50s, just like, roll up your sleeve. Where's your vein? <laughs> you have Where's to your find vein? it? No, I mean, she found it, but she's just like, just hitting my arm like it's a Kino machine, you know? And um, I, I, it was just all making me nervous, and plus I get really nervous when I feel like authority figures are upset with me. So I'm just like, oh, no, I'm sorry, my veins suck. I'll take care of it later. So she manages to find the vein. I'm looking away because I know I can't handle this. She fills up two vials with my blood, puts them there, and leaves to go do something else. And I'm sitting there with my blood on my periphery, and I know I shouldn't look, but it's like, like sometimes, like when you're sitting in front of a fire and you just like want to put your hands a little closer to see like how, how long till it hurts. I've never, <laughs> never done that. Yeah, I do. I've done that a lot. Okay. I put my hand in the fire. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's the same kind of perverse. Like, let, let's see how I do here. I'm just gonna take a peek. And instantly I'm like, oh god, it looks black, there's bubbles on the top. I just like immediately started to freak out. And I feel my whole body shutting down. The way it happens, it's always the same. It's like cold sweat, my, my vision starts to get all spotty, and everything starts to sound like it's underwater. And then the nurse comes back in and she's like, mm -hmm. <laughs> and she's like, you need to pee in this cup now. And I should have stayed on the bed for at least 10 minutes, but because I was afraid of her and I didn't want her to be upset with me, I'm like, okay. And I, I just took the cup and I like stumbled off to the bathroom. And so now I'm in the bathroom and I'm just like leaning against the wall, like some bro outside a club at four in the morning. And like I, I'm peeing into this cup and I'm squinting really hard because my vision is almost gone. Like I'm, I'm peeing blind into this cup. <laughs> But I can hear it going into the cup, it's not getting in my hand, like, it, it sounds like it's actually going perfectly, uh, despite the circumstances. And the next thing I know, I, I hear this knock on the door, and that horrible nurse is like, is there a problem? And I open my eyes, and I realize I'm flat on my back, with my pants around my ankles, totally drenched, not in shit, but in urine. Just my legs and my torso, I like, passed out mid-pee. <laughs> kept urinating while I also just dumped the cup on the ground. So, like, <laughs> like, I got covered in all the pee that was possible in that moment. And I'm waking up and I'm realizing this, and the worst part was I knew I was gonna have to open the door and present myself to this horrible woman who was, I already felt like hated me. And so I get up and I pull my pants up and I'm like already apologizing as I'm getting up just to like kind of hopefully lessen her response. I was like, sorry for what you're about to see. And I open the door and she just goes, oh. and just turns away. 
And it was, it was horrible. Because I'm like, at least tell me I'm not the only person this has ever happened to. Something. She just walks away, gets a mop. I, I, I had to sit there with her for the next like 10 minutes so that I could pee again because I still had to do it. I, I couldn't like wring my shirt out into a cup, like that sample was gone. So I'm just sitting there with her, I'm like, I'm sorry, like hope, hoping she'll just accept my apology, but I, I she was like too hurt by what I had done. I don't know, she just wouldn't accept the apology. So I finally, I pee in the cup, I'm done, and I leave the office, but then I have to make my way out of this really nice crowded office building in the middle of the day, covered in my own urine. and. <laughs> When, when you're in that state, like, the most mundane activities are a thousand times more pitiful. Like, asking the receptionist if they validate parking and, and being told that they don't. And then, like, riding down the elevator through other people, you're just looking at the numbers and being normal and hoping they don't smell you. And, yeah, just riding home listening to NPR. Like, it all just feels... Sad. Yeah. And I actually started thinking, I'm like, is, is this some kind of rock bottom? It seems like it should be. Like, I think for you, maybe that sort of was. Like, shitting on yourself. No. One hope. That was a rock bottom. Wow. That was not. Well, she for gave, me. She gave a series of blowjobs. Yeah. This is pre, worse pre Coke blowjob <laughs> era. I gave Mary Jo. Oh. Um, but yeah, I guess I always felt like it, when you get to that point where you're just passing out in a bathroom and covered in your own pee, like that's usually when you start trying to make different decisions. And I thought about that for like 10 minutes, and I'm like, no, I just, I just had one of my blackouts while I was peeing and holding a cup of my own pee. That's just life. It happens. And um, side note, the, the girl who I was dating, we broke up before I even got my test results back, so we didn't even sleep together. But... The test did come back negative. Oh. Yeah. Everything was good, so it seemed kind of worth it. So that the next time I could tell a girl, yes, I have been tested, we're all good, and uh, that's all I'm gonna tell you about that story. Yeah. Don't even worry about the rest. Uh, that's it. Yay! the idea that you would have thought like this was like it wasn't your personal life choices that it led you to this. It was just no, like, but just that. Yeah, that I ended up in this situation. I felt like it was some. I was just seeing it from like God's perspective or something. Like, I don't know. It, I, it, at least you like, like I guarantee you, I wasn't listening to NPR at the time I shit myself. <laughs> yeah, so I had a job. Yeah. yeah, I could pay for the STD test. I had a test. job. Oh, so, yeah. you had another one. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, so, there goes your I, job. <laughs> <laughs> you burnt that bread. All right, Roxy, are you ready? All right, I'm ready. So um, I trimmed my mother's pubic hairs. Oh. Yeah! <laughs> yeah! Yeah! Um, you can stop right there. <laughs> I was fully employed at the time and not on Coke. But um, no, I. Um, so this was a couple of years ago. My mom is 76 years old. She's adorable. Uh, she's like uh, Betty White meets Rita Moreno, just so you have a visual. Like, she's so cute and petite. And she has advanced Alzheimer's. So I helped take care of her uh, in LA. And um, one of her caregivers a couple years ago uh, called me up and she said, you know, um, when your mom looks down at herself naked, she keeps commenting on how much hair she has down there. 
it may not be the way she used to have it. Like, you might want to groom it the way she used to have it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, thanks. But inside I was like, I don't know how she used to have it. <laughs> like, how do you know how, I don't know. Like, I was like, we were close, but not that close, you know? We shared the love of the arts, the love of poetry. Like, we didn't share our privates. Like, I don't, I don't know, you know? It just, it felt um, so, I mean, it felt gross. It felt, uh, the request was like way too intimate. I, I felt like there were certain boundaries you shouldn't cross and cutting your mother's pubic hairs was probably one of them. <laughs> and um, honestly, like, it, it also seemed like a vanity project like yeah. like there was no medical or hygienic necessity for it and I was already doing so much for my mom already that was like above and beyond my daughter duties I was like showering her putting lotion on her body changing her diapers like I felt like my plate was full uh, with tasks and um, so so I felt okay about you know saying no I had even at one point sat on a bathroom floor in a doctor's office with my hand jammed between my mother's legs waiting for a urine sample to drop. So I stared into her vagina for 20 minutes. <laughs> and let me tell you, the situation down there was unruly. It was like a dense, dense, <laughs> dense, Dense jungle. Like, I could honestly not tell where the pee was gonna come out of. I, I could have no idea. It was so full. And it's so emotionally intense staring at your mother's vagina as an adult. It's, it was like I was, you know, it was, it's like you're just, I'm staring into the source of where I came from. It's very circle of life y. And it's very like, staring at your origins, staring at your mortality. It's just <laughs> too intense. So I, I totally declined the first request for this pubic hair trim. I was like, I'm good. But the universe kept pushing me towards her pubic hair. <laughs> so like months and months later, um, she started getting recurring urinary tract infections. And one of her caregivers called up my sister and said, you know, it'd be a lot easier for us to keep her clean if you groomed her down there. Um, because the poo was getting stuck in the hair, you guys, so sad. And now it was medically and hygienically necessary. Like now I had to do it. And the caregivers couldn't do it because they're Filipino. And my mom in her Alzheimer's has become Asian racist. <laughs> so if you are an Asian, and sometimes even if you're not, she'll be like, estupido chino feo, ugly, stupid Chinese, and she'll like go to like hit you and scratch you. So the more delicate matters had to go to the family members. So I had to do it. I'm the only sibling in LA. It was on me, the pressure was on. Okay, so now I had to do it, but how was I gonna do it? Let alone emotionally, like, how was I gonna do it? Practically, I was like, oh, I thought about scissors or like shaving. I'm like, I oh, know that seems too dangerous, too sharp down there. Uh, and then I thought, <laughs> I thought about waxing, and I was like, oh no, she's way too sensitive. That'd be too painful. I'd have to sedate her. I was like, that's too extreme. Maybe there are professionals. I literally Googled geriatric waxing. <laughs> and, and the only thing that came up was like stories about the waxing and waning of the memory. And I was like, fuck you, internet. Fuck you. 
Um, so I was talking to my fiance about the conundrum, and he was like, one, can we please stop talking about your mother's vagina? <laughs> and two, why don't you try uh, electric beard clippers? And a couple days later, he bought electric beard clippers for my mother's pubic hairs. That's going to be in your vows. Such a keeper. Yeah, that will definitely be in yeah. the vows. So, okay, now I have the tool. I went to... Um, her boarding care where she lives, and I, we, I was not ready to do it yet. I like stashed them under the bathroom sink, and I was like, I'll wait for the right moment. And weeks passed, and then one day, I'd just given her a shower, and I was toweling her off, and I was kind of crouched down at her ankles, and I looked up, and I was like, God, this is a good angle. <laughs> I was like, it's showtime! And I pulled, I got the clippers from under the sink and I turned them on and I just started like swiping. I was you like, even warn her? No, because with Alzheimer's, like warning her wouldn't help like explaining, I'm gonna cut your pubic hairs. Like you can't explain it, like you just have to do it. She'd be like, what? I don't get it, you know? No, I just turned them on and started swiping. Um, swiping. And look, <laughs> the thing is, my mom, the thing that she does know is she does in moments like with the urine, she does recognize that something intense and intimate is happening. And in times like those, she will say to me, it's okay because we're sisters. <laughs> Which is like, you guys, it's like an anchor hitting my heart. I'm just like, oh my God. It's so, but it's so sad, but it's also so profound because it's like, yeah, I, our bond is changing. This isn't mother-daughter now. It is kind of sister, right? So I'm in the middle. I'm in the thicket. I'm just like <laughs> swiping, <laughs> swiping. And I have never used clippers before, so they were upside down. I was like, this is not working. <laughs> and then I get it right, and, and I look down, and I say, I'm making it rain, pubes. <laughs> just cubes. And I'm like, yes, yes. And my mom hears the noise, <laughs> of course, and looks down at me like, what the hell are you doing right now to me? And I go, Mom, mom, I'm, I'm, I'm helping you with your hairs. It's okay, we're sisters. And she totally accepted it and was like, okay. And just like was hanging out. And she accepted it for a while. And then she was like, that's enough. And I was like, that's, that's fair. That's enough. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. And she's like, that's how it used to happen. Yeah, 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 exactly. I was like, okay, that's no, I want it. <laughs> yeah. I want it. Oh, yeah, then I went to the, her backside and I was telling off her backside and I saw I had a new angle to the front and I was like, hmm. With Alzheimer's, I'm like, she's not gonna remember that I just did the front. So I actually had a whole new time clock. So I turned on the clippers again and I started swiping again. And like the, cra the crazy thing was, is that it wasn't the gross, like intense thing that I had feared it would be. I really, in the moment, like I felt like a rock star. <laughs> felt like a badass, you know. I was like so powerful, and um, and I like I, it's so weird, but I felt like just so full of love. And you know, like this is what you do when you love somebody, and you know, love can like move mountains, or you know, I guess love can make you trim your mother's pubic hair. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> It gets white, and um, it, there are some whiteies in there, but uh, you know, it depends on the person. I guess so. It's just well, I'm a little patchy. <laughs> <laughs>
you're real patchy. Yeah, it's like real vagipecia down there. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a little, like bulbs, just bulbs well, spot. Oh, is that really what happens? Well, <laughs> if you could tell from the amount of hair on my head, like we're not lacking for hair in my family. So there was, you know, I. You would think it'd be like a perk of old age. Just let it go long, you know, just like a yeah. beard. Just let it go. But um, you yeah. can't with the elderly. I mean, now she, now they do it. They well, actually gonna... do it because she's now more bedridden and more, um, she's mellowed out a bit. So she's not really kicking and screaming and, and doing those things. She's but... internalizing the racism. <laughs> she's, yeah, her, her racism is much more yeah. just in looks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Little noises like, Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. The way it should be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the way we are. The way we are. <laughs> oh, that's amazing, Roxy. Thank you for telling us that. All right, Mitchie Silk. Well, uh, speaking of hair um, and vaginas, um, God, this is so embarrassing. I don't know how gross, I mean, yeah, it's gross. But it's gross. It's it's definitely was gross to me. That is a terrible memory. Okay. Okay. So it, everything I kind of like touching on everyone's story. It was so like I was like your situation would reverse because I was a gay guy. Oh, I'm still a gay guy. <laughs> I haven't passed away. But like I was in the closet. Like I was around 20 and I was in college and I had a girlfriend. This is like the only. Thank you. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> with girlfriend. It was terrible. But we were together, I mean, for about, like, I mean, like, nine or ten months. Like, it, it's such a, it's like, I uh, think back on it, it's like, I black out or something. I can't remember that person. But, okay, so we were together for, like, nine or ten months, like, on again and off again. And I don't know if you have ever gone through your life closeted gay with a girlfriend. But, I mean, I mean, so I'm sure it's different for everybody. <laughs> But for me, I mean, uh, okay. So like, sexually, I was definitely like very, like very repressed and freaked out. So all I knew was lying. I mean, it's really, I mean, it's terrible. It's like all you're like, you know, it's like your whole world is like, you meet someone, you're like, I hope they don't know I'm gay is the first thought in your head. So then of course it's natural that you have a girlfriend. So poor her, but, um, but so. Um, it's all lying. So like, so we were going out, and we were in college, and I mean, she was, you know, like anybody, like she wanted to have sex, but like, I don't, I mean, it's exhausting. And ten months of avoidance, and the, I mean, I don't even like if you would ask me what are the, like how I got out of it, everything, because I enjoyed like making out. That was fun. <laughs> And touching a boob wasn't terrible. I'm sorry, I don't mean to be offensive to you, but this was goes to me. I could probably do it now. <laughs> but like, I couldn't go any further. So, <laughs> some of my excuses <laughs> for things like I got, I have to go, I have to go memorize lines <laughs> for a play I'm in. <laughs> And I'm like, I'm, I'm worried about AIDS. <laughs> so I, oh my God. So I'm like, okay, so I made up all these stories. So we're like, we're going out. I mean, she was so in love with me. It's oh, no, it's awful. I mean, you know, don't feel too bad. She was crazy. <laughs> she was like crazy. Not that you were crazy. No, no, you were probably a more sane girlfriend with your gay boyfriend. So she was like crazy emotion. 
crazy emotions. <laughs> Terrible mother issues. Okay. What? I mean, there, okay, so there was one time when we got stoned together and uh, we made out, and this is the, the, the climax of the story, but we like dry humped, so we went that far, and I totally, I mean, it felt really good because you're like, you're stoned. <laughs> I totally like, came at my parents. <laughs> so that was, and she thought, she totally thought it meant, oh, he likes me. Oh, oh. But what it meant is I came in my pants. <laughs> okay, so one day, one day, one night, okay, we were at her parents' house in Tarzana. <laughs> and her parents were like, I think they were out of town or something, so they were like hanging out, and she wanted me to spend the night. So like, uh oh. So it was like we went swimming in her pool or making out and stuff. So eventually we were in her bed, and we were in the bed, and we're making out, and I'm like, uh, how, what am I, I'm, I don't even know what the fuck I was thinking. Like, how am I gonna get out of this? Like, I could pass out. <laughs> like, so, but I am thinking, how am I gonna get out of this? How am I gonna get out of this? I said, we're like, clothes are coming off. Like, a oh, fuck, what's gonna happen? I was really nervous. And then she made it very clear <laughs> that she wanted me to f finger her. <laughs> How did she make that clear? I think she told me. <laughs> I don't know if those were the exact words. She was like, finger me. <laughs> she, was, she was like, I don't know. Honestly, that's a fantastic question. I don't remember, but it was made very clear to me that she wanted me to finger her. I'll take your word for it. Okay, you have to. Okay, so, I fingered her. Cut to. Wait, so, which is like, I mean, that's nothing, I mean, I, it's, there's nothing gross about it, but to me it felt very, it's my first time in that thing. I still remember the, I still remember the experience of like this, like, I felt like, really, what's in here? This is, I can't relate, I mean, I was, listen, I had a lot of hang up. But the only thing I can relate to, the only thing I can relate this to, this is not even relatable. But like when I saw Jaws, <laughs> and then I had an unnatural fear of like going in like the pool and water, like I don't know what's in there. Yeah. I guess that type yeah, of thing. I, I don't know what's in Like something's gonna bite me. Yeah. Like, that didn't make any sense. Yeah. I don't even know. Okay, so I'm fingering her. And okay, so whatever I was doing, she was seemed to be enjoying it. Because she was like closing her eyes and she's like, uh, uh, whatever she's doing. <laughs> this is awful. But had she opened her eyes, oh, no. I'm not exaggerating. Uh, I'm not proud of it. This is awful, whatever. So long ago. Had she had opened her eyes, this, <laughs> this is what you would have seen. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> like that. I felt, oh, it's a terrible story to tell on a podcast. I felt like I was gonna throw up. Can you imagine anybody who's got a boyfriend and you're in love with them and you're getting fingered and you open your eyes and you see that face? How do you explain it? She didn't open her eyes. Oh my God, I think that's the end of my story. <laughs> Congratulate you on the two fingers.
because it was two fingers. That was, that's impressive for a rookie. <laughs> Is yeah. it? Oh, Especially yeah. if you're that terrified yeah. of going in. Yeah, good yeah. instinct. You risked oh. not one but two phalanges. Yeah. yeah. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Wait, so you were fully aware that you were gay at the time? Oh, uh, was... yeah, I guess. It's so hard to explain. Like, when, yeah, you yeah, said, yeah. when you said, like, he didn't know, I never understand what that right. means. Yeah, yeah. I knew on some level, but you're just right. so yeah, programmed yeah. to, like, not, right. like, deflect yeah. and all that shit. Like, yeah. I knew if you put a gun to my head, I guess, I would have said, <laughs> yeah, but I wasn't ready but to deal you with yeah, it. But then you would take a gun on yourself and blow your head off. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> she eventually moved to Israel. I don't know what that has anything to do with anything, but I thought that was interesting. Sorry. Okay, so mine, kind of the origin of it is being afraid of vaginas. Um, so, um, mine's a period story, so Craig might pass out because there's a lot of blood involved. Um, okay. <laughs> it would really make it great. Okay, so um, I was a late bloomer, and I didn't get my period until I was 14, which is late-ish. Um, anyway, and um, I had heard a horror story from my friend Jamie about tampons, and how like she tried to put one in, and it was really painful, and she took it out. So uh, I was terrified of tampons. And instead I wore these really giant mattress pads. <laughs> um, because this was before they had invented, I think before they invented, they have these lovely pads now, they're like panty liners, but they're basically just like depends without like loops or whatever. But they have flaps and straps and it really it protects you. Um, but I was, uh, I would just wear these just basically just like a, just a wad of long cotton. Like you just have like a penis between your, like it's, it's epic and it's huge and there's nothing really keeping it in place and you, if you're not wearing tight pants, you're just screwed. Uh, and you can't wear tight pants because then everyone's like, or, do you have a penis? Because uh, it's giant. So you have to wear, it's just, it's, a, it's not a good idea. And I didn't learn how to put tampons in until my younger sister taught me how to put tampons in. Oh, so sisters. Intimate. Yeah. She just explained it to me. Okay, she was just like, what's wrong with you? And then I explained to her that I was like, do it, how I was doing it. She's like, you don't do it that way. And then she explained it and everything was cleared up. Anyway. Um, but we're still living in the land of me uh, and wearing giant mattresses between my legs every time I have a period. Now, for those of you who don't know what, haven't had a period, um, especially when you're in, like, when you're young, it can last up to eight days, and they say it's like a couple of ounces of blood, but it feels like you have like a root beer pitcher worth of blood, like inside your body, just pouring out intermittently over eight days, and it's horrible. And it's just. <laughs> all right, all right, I'm gonna stop getting. Okay, okay, okay. We're gonna pass it. We're gonna pass it. Um, so anyway, so just so you know the situation that's happening there. So now the, the side plot of this, or the main plot of this is, I did speech in high school, and my junior year of high school, I, I qualified for nationals in Humorous and Turp, doing the play Titanic by Christopher Durand. Of course. Uh, of course. Um, and I was the only person from my, class, uh, my school who had uh, qualified, so we went to Fayetteville, North Carolina for nationals, and um, I, we, I grew up in Hawaii, so we were in Hawaii, and it's this very long, epic flight to get there, and I was by myself. So my parents take me to the airport, and all the other kids from the other schools, I sort of know, but Wait, I don't... How old are you? I'm uh, 16 years old. Okay. I sort of know these kids, but not really, and all the chaperones, because they were from the schools where more kids went, 
were from the other school. So I'm just by myself with kids I sort of know and chaperones I don't know at all. And, um, and I got my uh, period like the day before. So I'm, um, I'm in day two, it's full tilt. And uh, <laughs> now the other part of somebody who's like afraid of their own womb and vagina and so never just ask questions out loud, um, I'm dealing with like a, a horror show of cramps. And the thing about cramps is, uh, cramps actually feel a little bit like you have to take a shit. And you can get ass cramps too, that are like these blinding pains that you actually have to kind of like, like breathe through and get through because you're just, your, your sphincter like seizes up on you. And then inside in a muscle I can't figure out, like it's also seizing up on you. And I just thought, that I had to go to the bathroom. Like I just, it was just my brain just triggered like, oh, you have to go to the bathroom. So I just kept going to the bathroom and not having to go to the bathroom because I didn't have to go to the bathroom. Um, and my mom didn't think to be like, oh, she's having cramps, let me give her an ibuprofen. She just kept giving me Pepto-Bismol, which is also like the worst thing to put in your body. Wait, when isn't you're... your mom a nurse? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and a woman, like I don't know. <laughs> take painkillers. So I'm sure all these people who barely know me are like, what's with that weird girl? She just keeps going to the bathroom. Nobody's with her. So anyway, we get on, we finally get on the plane. I guess the pain subsided and I'm sat down next to an elderly Filipino man. Uh, and I, uh, we're, <laughs> we're sitting there and because I'm afraid of strangers and I don't want to talk to anybody, I'm sitting at the sort of weird angle where like, I don't have to touch him, but also I'm six one, so I'm not fitting in the plane seat well. So I'm on that weird angle where your knees are kind of out in the alley. And um, the Filipino man keeps asking me about my life and I was like, oh, I'm a high school student going to Fayetteville, North Carolina to compete in a speech tournament. And because he's elderly, he hears, um, I go to college in Hawaii, I'm from Louisiana, and, um, and I'm going back home for the summer. Um, and because I didn't want to have to like, keep explaining to him like, no, no, and like whatever. Uh, <laughs> like pull out my ID and be like, I'm from Hawaii too. Uh, I just went along with it and then he started asking me questions about my major. So then I just started to like make up things and I don't like lying. Um, I'm not like, I know some people are like, I had a great time. It was like stressing me out. Um, so anyway, I finally decided like, I'm gonna get up, go check on my mattress. <laughs> the first thought I thought when I got up was that, oh, one of the, the uh, what's it called, uh, chaperones was right behind me. And she must have been like, that girl was just lying. Why is she just a weird liar? She keeps going to the bathroom and now she's a weird liar to this elderly man about, like she's, uh, and, so, and then the second thought I had was like, oh shit, because, because I had been at that weird angle, when I stood up, the mattress had moved to one side and was not prepared. Uh, it was not center where it needed to be. And so in my pale, pale 90s jeans, no. uh, just all the way down to my knee. Oh. Just all the way down. Oh. And I'm just like, uh. And I, um, I run to the bathroom and I go into the bathroom and it's that same thing of like, what am I gonna do? Like I only have one pair of pants. And um, I can't take it, there's, there's no room in this bathroom for me to take my pants off and rinse them out. And how am I even gonna rinse them out? They're pale, pale denim. And I was like, I actually thought like, can I just stay in the, the, the bathroom the entire time? Like, what are you gonna do? Like, and um, so I, but the great thing also about the 90s is I had a flannel. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
that I had been wearing over my crisp white t-shirt. So I took my flannel off and tied it sideways, which I don't think was fooling anybody, but the, the body of the flannel was covering my right thigh. It's so visceral that I remember it was my right thigh. Like I can see it visually. I, it's, it's, yeah, it's burned <laughs> into my brain. And then um, I go back to my seat and I sit down and if you're wondering um, how many hours we're in to this eight hour flight, we're one hour in. <laughs> so uh, I proceed to spend seven hours sitting there just moist. Um, and I, I can't go into detail because you're going to do it. Just do it. Do it. Anyway, plug your ears. Yeah. So then. Um, this is for them, not me. <laughs> when the, so the flight finally ends and we're in Chicago. So we're not at Fayetteville yet. We get out and then we have two hours in the airport until the next flight. And everyone has post said like, oh, so you went to a store and bought pants, right? And like, no, I'm a teenager who's poor. It doesn't even occur to me to buy anything in airports. Like airports <laughs> are where wealthy people buy things. <laughs> you know, like I heard the Seinfeld joke. I know the game. Um, <laughs> he has a thing about how you're trapped. But anyway, it's fine. Um, uh, so like, I'm not gonna do that. I'm just gonna sit here soaked in, in blood for two hours and not talk to anybody because I'm so like uh, mortified. And I'm not gonna confide in anybody either because I'm so like ashamed of myself, which I don't know why. I should have just been like, this happened. So then we get on the flight to Fayetteville, uh, which is another three hours, but it turns out it's not to Fayetteville. It's to a town that's an hour outside of Fayetteville. Oh, so then we get to the airport and I didn't think to go grab some pants out of my suitcase and, uh, change pants there because I didn't want to be the weird girl who changed her pants. You were the weird girl. I know, because by then they had to have she known. They had to have known. And we're so many hours into this and it's with the like time change and like it was an overnight flight, I'm exhausted. So we, I was just like, we just got to get in that car and we just got to get there. And um, we drive an hour and I think I fell asleep in the car a little bit and I woke up and the, like the stain had dried and was exposed. And I like covered it back up, but I guarantee you, like everybody saw it, like because we're just like crammed into a town car. Um, so we finally they get, might have yeah, they might have not looked down at my bright red. They might not have. Yeah. yeah, they're all just like, look at my shirt. Like, yeah, that's, that's what they were doing. Yeah. Um, so then we finally get to the hotel, and I'm like, oh thank God, oh thank God, and it's like they're bringing up the suitcases. And they said, um, oh, Colleen, uh, your suitcase was in the other car and they got lost. Oh. Yes. So, I, I just like, I don't want to And I think I just like fell asleep on the bed and somebody woke me up. Probably the girl was like, fuck, I got to share a bed with the girl who slept in her period pants. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, I fell asleep, and they woke me up, and I was like, oh my god, and just like went into the bathroom and took a shower, and I think I threw those pants away, or maybe I was shamed and I wrapped them up. That's weird, I don't, I blanked what happened to my period pants. I know I didn't wear them anywhere else. Um, You're better than me. And then like, <laughs> the rest of the trip managed to be uneventful, but my sort of sum up of all of this, uh, besides the fact that now, I wear tampons, I keep it really under control. Uh, and it is lightened up over the years, thank fucking Christ. Um, and I, I preemptively painkiller it, you know? Which if you do it beforehand, then you can just coast and you never feel it. 
Uh, but uh, <laughs> cover your ears, Craig. Uh, same sister who taught me how to put a tampon in has a theory that if you put blood thinners in you a little too early, it's too much blood. Like it thins out the blood and it's waterier and more plentiful. I don't know if this is scientifically backed up, but she had like a 10 day period. Uh, anyway. That's but the, the moral of this is like, even if I came out of this going like, maybe a <laughs> what freaks me out about it is the idea that there are people, there are these people who tell this story of like, do you remember that time we went to that speech tournament and that girl period blooded all over herself <laughs> and then sat in it for like nine to, no, like, I don't know, 12 hours. There, there's a podcast out there. Yeah. There's a podcast out there in a response to all of these things. So yeah. the woman who like, and that, that there's that that story. Yeah. yeah. And that there are these people out there telling a story to like great delight and joy about this poor girl who period blooded all over herself. And um, and we had like a reunion thing like a year later. It was like that group got together and went to a beach. And I remember, this is not as gross, but I like got sweaty in the car and that was when those white weird sweat wipes had come out, you know, those like oil dabber things. <laughs> and I had had some of those, but I, uh, they, I ran out and I was so oily and greasy because I'm a high schooler and I pulled out like a receipt from my bag and like dabbed my face with that. And I remember later they were like, Colleen, uh, uh, I think I said to me about being hot and they're like, do you need another receipt to wipe your face? <laughs> And I was like, so now I'm the girl who period blooded and then wiped her face with a receipt. <laughs> and that's my story. <laughs> yeah. I feel more shame about the receipt wiping face thing too. <laughs> Like, yeah. That was progress for me hearing that. Uh, <laughs> one of the first films I ever blacked out to in seventh grade sex ed, they showed, showed us this film called Growing Up on Broadway. Did you guys ever see this? <laughs> what? what? No. So weird. And I was like a little sex theater nerd at the time, so I'm like, okay. And it was just, it's the cast of Annie sitting around talking about their periods backstage. <laughs> It's oh, like really growing up on Broadway. Up on Broadway. Oh, yeah, and the yeah. whole hook was that the girl who plays Annie hasn't had hers yet, so she's like, what's it like? I'll get it someday. Yeah, exactly. Like Pepper's giving her advice. Come yeah, it, it's exactly what it was. Your ovaries. <laughs> and Sandy's gonna eat your tampons out of the trash. Yes! What an amazing idea that somebody had. Oh, there's a clip of it online. You can watch it. And I didn't know what the period was. It was the early 90s. I didn't have the internet. So, like, the vision in my head, not that there, I don't know what there would have been on the internet, but, like, the vision I had in my mind of what was happening was, like, that I made up was, like, the elevator and the shining. You know? It's, like, taking it out furniture. Like it's kind of like that. Yeah, it it's a, it's a, a Pizza Hut bucket of just yeah. Pizza show. Pizza. Um, That's worse than the root beer thing. <laughs> <laughs> I love the root beer thing. Um, thank you guys so much for coming. Yeah. yeah. Thank you guys so much for being on. characters so it's just at my first time pod yes you can go to our website which is my first time podcast.net yes. yes and then if do you guys have anything you would like to it, like how plugs. can people find you or Shameless follow plugs. you oh no i don't want to do that all right <laughs> don't follow me. Don't just, in case she's listening, just in case she's listening what just in case she's yeah, listening. No. in israel <laughs> Roxanne, yeah, I mean, I... yeah you can follow me at, oh. at roxana ortega on, on t t 
Twitter. All right, well then Twitter. I'll do it too. You can oh. follow me at Silva Tweets yeah. on Twitter. Okay, and Craig. All right. <laughs> you know, you feel gross. He shamed you. I know. Uh, yeah. Uh, thank you guys so much. That's, that's a great show. Yeah.